four-game losing streak for Auburn quarterback play was big. I mean, Auburn had a, had a disadvantage at quarterback in the production that they had in those games, and it went a long way in the results. Last two weeks, like you said, Painter, it's backup quarterbacks, but also, doesn't matter who's on the other side, Peyton Thorne played really good football. Um, he's had a couple of really good weeks in terms of his own accuracy and efficiency. Really sorted to settle in. And uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about this because uh, I haven't written about it yet, um, so I know we needed to talk about this. But the the news this week out of practice. And I skip earlier. one. I skip one viewing window. Justin. Oh, you see, so you skipped that one. I skipped one because we uh, because Drew was out, and I didn't want Bill to be in the studio all by himself on Tuesday, <laughs> and so I said, you know, there hadn't been headlines out of the last few viewing windows. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure things are calm. You know, the seas are not choppy at all. And uh, sure enough, in the second hour of the show, we're talking about uh, the uh, the news that had leaked out by then about the quarterback depth chart. Yeah, looks like Holden Garner is your number two quarterback. And Holden, I wasn't at the Monday press conference with Hugh Freeze, but Holden was brought up unprompted by Freeze during that press conference, which was already kind of rang some alarm bells in people's heads. There was talk in the game last week, I believe the ESPN call, early, because I got a couple of people texting me about it. Some point early in the game, they said, you couldn't see Holden Garner today. Now, Auburn never got to that point against Vanderbilt, but it was at least on the table. And now it seems that your second-string quarterback is Holden Garrett. Why is that? Um, Robbie Ashford has not played much the last couple. He didn't play at all last week. didn't play very much against Mississippi State. It's been the Peyton Thorne show. They have done a lot more spacing and and, and throwing the ball out and, and, and doing that kind of stuff, stretching the field horizontally and vertically. Again, I'm not saying that Robbie Ashford isn't capable of doing that. It's just at this point in his career, he just hasn't shown that he has that ability to do that at a high level. Again, he hadn't had a ton of opportunities this year, but his numbers are what they are at at this point in his career. And I think you could run an effective offense with Robbie Ashford, a quarterback for Auburn. I just think it would look a lot different than the offense you're running right now. Case in point, you were running two different offenses when it was going back and forth between um, Thorn and, and and Ashford. So it doesn't surprise me at all, guys, to get to the point where you look up and see, okay, if anything happens to Peyton Thorn, and Auburn wants to keep doing the stuff that they've done the last two weeks that has been successful, it makes sense to me that that could be Garner instead of Ashford because. The talk around Gariners continue to be he's got really good arm talent. It's just a matter of just getting the reps for him and all that. Whereas Ashford has been a guy that has done most of his damage as, you know, in the RPO, zone read, stuff like that, a lot of power sets for Auburn. Again, go back to last November. Auburn ran an effective offense with Robbie Ashford, a quarterback. It's just very different than the type of offense that, that Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery have put in and the one they've run to pretty good success the last two weeks. We had Jason Caldwell on the drive earlier this week. He said uh, his impression talking to people around the program is that if Auburn had built a three-score lead in the second half with the ball, so if Auburn had gotten the ball up, uh, you know, if, if Auburn had gotten the ball back 
up 31-7 in the second half, or if they'd been able to stretch that lead to three scores at any point with the ball, it probably would have been Holden Gurner going into the game at quarterback. I think that was the plan with a big lead in the second half. Vanderbilt scored just enough to where Auburn still had to play some offense. They didn't want to pull their quarterback. But yeah, I think it was very close to Holden going in and getting some reps, which you know, I know, I know there's sentimentality about the way Robbie played last year and mm-hmm. people wanting that to ultimately lead to Robbie being the quarterback of sure. a very good Auburn team. And there some... were times and there were times this season where Robbie looked really effective running this offense, but it just wasn't the full scope of what Auburn had planned to do with this with this coaching staff. Right. And I think that it's I understand folks that are disappointed if the Robbie Ashford story ends without him. Uh, as the starting quarterback of a really good Auburn team someday. Although I wouldn't write him off. He has options available to him with sure. his eligibility uh, left. But no, I think it's also it's a vote of confidence in the way Holden has developed since yeah. Ro- since, since Hugh Freeze uh, gets, uh, has arrived at Auburn. I think people like just, I mean, maybe, maybe Robbie isn't the quarterback that has really taken to Hugh Freeze's style of development, but maybe there's a co- maybe there's a quarterback on the team that has, and that's I think yeah. an interesting development. I don't know how Holden's career is going to go, but it does seem to be a vote of confidence in the, the way he's been uh, the way he's been handling himself at practice these last couple of weeks. And let me be clear: I mean, I think there is room for Robbie Ashford to be an effective Division One quarterback somewhere. I just think with what Auburn wants to build with this offense, knowing Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's background, we have not seen him as the passer yet to be that guy and that's why they got Peyton Thorne at the beginning of this whole thing and that's why I think uh, Holden Garner has done a good job of taking these steps forward because that is more of his game it has always been about his arm talent and his passing it just might not be you know the intangibles the stuff the other stuff that goes into being a quarterback and a lot of that comes with time and experience and not surprising that later on in the season you feel more comfortable about going with Holden Garner if you have to than a guy like uh, Robbie Ashford. Now, Painter, I think it was the last podcast we did, or at least the last, um, it was one of the recent podcasts we did. You were talking about Peyton Thorne, and if he finishes with momentum, and what happens next year, and the transfer portal, and, and all that. Because I thought there would be a, there would have been a good chance this offseason of Garner potentially leaving if he wasn't in the plans at quarterback. Hey, guy who recruited me is not here anymore. I wasn't, you know, recruited to fit in this offense. Walker White's coming in. You've gotten transfers. Uh, you know, you got a transfer uh this past year. You could get a transfer again this offseason, depending on how this thing finishes out. But here it feels like Garner's got some momentum and um, you know, the most popular player on the team is always the backup quarterback. But as a backup for the rest of the season, if you want to stick to the offense that you've run so far, I think it makes a lot of sense to go in this direction. Again, I hate saying all this and making it sound like I'm downing Robbie Ashford. It's just the passing, the passing just hasn't been what, you know, what you probably need to run the full scope of this offense. You know, in a different offense, he probably, you could find ways to make Robbie Ashford a very effective quarterback. We saw that late last season. And I I don't know what the future holds for Robbie, but, um, and, and again, this isn't, I don't think this is necessarily ruling him out of playing at all this year either, the rest of the way. I mean, they could still use those packages. They've still been really effective in the low red zone I, this year. I have a feeling he's going to play Saturday. 
Like I have this feeling that maybe not like extensively, but I could see them going to Ashford in a short yardage situation yeah. on it Saturday. Works. That junk, to the show, junk yeah. works. Yeah. And um as as for his future, you know, if, if he's not in the picture to be the starting quarterback, uh, you know, th- at this stage in his career, may- maybe he would dip his toe into uh, in, in, into the portal to see what else is out there. I would also remind you he was a very real baseball prospect, and it's been discussed, maybe not at Auburn, uh, but there has been discussion of him, uh, you know, of, of, of m- maybe he could reopen the door to his college baseball career and present himself as a draftable prospect in that sport. So like, like I said, I think he's got a variety of options depending on what he wants to do uh, with the rest of his college career and beyond. So back to this Arkansas game, I I think, again, like Auburn can't afford to have this game where they go backwards uh, in the passing attack. These last two weeks, you've taken advantage of some soft pass defenses in Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Now, Arkansas's pass defense hasn't been as soft in terms of percentage, like completion percentage-wise, but they've given up some chunks this year. Several teams that Auburn that, that Arkansas have played this, has played this season have been able to move the ball through the air. I believe they have the second-worst passing defense in the SEC in terms of yards per attempt this year. There there's abil- there are abilities, you know, possibilities out there for Auburn to take advantage. The run defense from Arkansas is interesting because 